Adventure Broads. This is Liz. This is Devin. Okay, so I wanted to start by telling you about a place on the west side of the state. This is a contemporary place you can actually go visit in the San Juan Islands. It's near Friday Harbor, and it's in the town of Roche Harbor. So Okay. I've never heard of... I've heard of Friday Harbor, never Roche Harbor. Yeah. Okay. Well, this, you follow a trail through a local cemetery. So you got to, like, take a ferry, you know, put your car in the ferry, go over there, park, find some place to be. And people give you directions, and you follow this cobblestone path that goes through a local cemetery that's full of beautiful headstones with a lot of Japanese names. Okay. And you follow that. You go through these beautiful formal gardens, and then you go, you follow the path up into this 10-acre forest that's completely undeveloped. And it winds back and forth like it's not a straight path. Okay. And at the end of it, you find this filigree metal archway that's a gate, and it reads Afterglow Vista. What? Is this ringing any bells? Not at all. Oh, I'm so psyched I get to be the one to tell you about this then. Not at all. This sounds amazing. This place is bonk. So through the archway, there are three flights of stairs. And I'm going to start filling in the symbolism for you here. Wait, Because there's a ton. That go down? Oh, my God. Yeah, they go kind of up this hill. Okay. So the first... Okay, so first of all, I'll explain that the path is winding to symbolize that life doesn't always have a clear path and that our spiritual journey you know we can't see the future you kind of take it as it comes all right then there's three steps representing the three ages of man no way like a Mm -hmm. like a sphinx riddle bullshit yeah ages okay yeah then there's five steps which represent the five orders of classical architecture all right Uh, (laughs) no i was like oh there's five okay Oh, God, I love you. Okay. I was like, well, sure. Sounds good, Liz. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, classical architecture. Um, so, Grecian. Yeah. Egyptian. Roman. Egyptian. Pavarotti. Han Dynasty. Uh, Han Dynasty. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> the <laughs> Nailed end. Nailed it. The end. Sleepy. Dopey. Dopey. <laughs> sexually repressy okay so the next one is actually seven steps but not seven dwarfs it represents again this is one where you're like it's what now yeah seven liberal arts and sciences so all of the structure of this is gonna make sense at some point i promise so then you come to the mausoleum Mm. which doesn't look like a mausoleum, like a little house, like a okay. little dead people house. It looks like a temple. <laughs> you know, a dead people house. <laughs> dead people house? Yeah. That's what a mausoleum is. And then you say it's like a temple. Those are the same are thing. There? Where have you ever gone to a mausoleum that it's like, oh, what a fucking cute, adorable cabin. Too bad everyone inside is dead. They all, <laughs> they all look like the Parthenon. Or <laughs> That's one of the classical architecture forms. Is there's for dead people, live people, dying people, rabbits, and aliens. Those are the five types. Lydia, put your mother back on the phone. 
All right. So, little dead people. <laughs> Fuck, man. Just. <laughs> okay. So, it's not like that. It's not it's like not four like- walls and a roof. It, it looks like a temple. Oh. It's got this open air raised platform. Okay. With a circle of seven 30 foot tall Tuscan columns. What? With one pillar that's broken. Okay. It's broken on purpose? Oh, get there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hold my horses. But yes, it is broken on purpose. You're so good at art and symbolism. Oh, thanks. Um, they're all connected by a ring. Um, so it looks like there should be a roof, but there isn't. And on the platform, there's a table and six chairs arranged around it. Like what? people are going to like sit down and have a tea party. Yeah. And on the back of each chair, there's a name. Different names of different members of a family. And in the seats of the chairs are their remains. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. So, their cremated remains are in the seats, and then their names are on the back. And this is the mausoleum of John McMillan and his family. No way. Yeah, this is Dude. how John wanted to do his final resting place. Whoa. Fuck. I, okay. I want to see this a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. Why did I move? <laughs> I God, don't know. I could have seen this so easily. Oh, yeah. So John McMillan was a lime magnet. Um, so I... lime, not in the sense of like little green fruit, but like the the stuff oh. that you need to make cement and yeah. fertilizer and all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. All right. Yeah. So he ran the Roche Harbor Lime Company. And that was a huge deal during um, his era. So he was born in 1855. He moved out west, you know, as a young man. And lime was so crucial if you were building or, in the case of San Francisco in 1906, rebuilding. So, you know, they had that earthquake. They had the huge fire. And the Roche Lime Company had a huge role in rebuilding San Francisco. He was really proud of that. Okay. Yeah. So he was talking even back then about, oh, I kind of want to make a monument because I think when you hang out with concrete and limestone all day, you're just like, what can I do? Oh, man. Right. It's like bakers. And they're just like, Mm -hmm. fuck, I'm so tired of bread. And then they make like, a you know, the Parthenon, but out of bread. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, I did that. So I did good. Yeah. Good job. So it stands to reason you'd want to do the same thing just with big boy materials. Yeah, and he did. The mausoleum is made of limestone and concrete. Um, And the reason why it has all this symbolism in it is that he was a very classical, like, dude of the time. And upper class dudes had a lot of societies in order to make sure that they had a lot of stuff only they knew and could access. He was a mason, an elk, a knight templar, a devout Methodist, and a member of Sigma Chi. And not just a member, but he ended up basically running all the chapters west of the Mississippi and introducing it to a lot of universities. That's why um, Whitman has a Sigma Chi fraternity is because John McMillan did that. But between all those things, you know, Masons love symbolism and Elks love symbolism. And um, there's plenty of symbolism in Christianity and in fraternities. Like that guy must have spent all his time just being like, oh, shoot, which secret handshake am I supposed to be doing (laughs) with this guy? (laughs) What am I doing? Is it thumb up or thumb down? Under, over? 
I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Matt's dad is actually a Mason. I'm going to have to check with him and ask if I can mention that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know how secret that is. No, I think you can I say it. Know. They put it all over their fucking can. gravestones. Whatever. Yeah. We should still ask And their Matt. hospitals and stuff. Uh, yeah. Or, no, that's Shriners. That's oh, the Shriners. Uh, not Virginia Mason. That's not Mason's. <laughs> I don't think so, but I don't know. Well. If it were in Virginia, it probably would be. No, it's out here. I just don't know. That well, was really confusing to try to explain to a fellow student of mine from India because we were driving back from Coeur d'Alene where we'd been visiting a hospital or something yeah. and the Shriners were setting up for their circus yeah. and he was like, wait, so they do a circus and a hospital? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, and also funny hats and scooters. It's legit. I promise. If you yeah. go there, you will get healed. This is a real thing? I know it sounds made up. I know it sounds like there's two separate organizations and one is clowns, but (laughs) they're actually all the same guys. (laughs) Poor little dude. Did he ever, did he ever fully understand it? I think he must have at some point because he's stuck around and like, one of our friends on that trip actually ended up working for Shriners for a while, so. Okay. I toss Shriners is just the hospital. I don't know if that's for non-healthcare people. Um, okay. Anyway, so he was working on this in about 1930 is when he started building the mausoleum. Because I, I like that because I think that's very Egyptian pharaoh way of approaching it. Isn't it? Of being like, I'm not just going to write this down and tell you what I want to have happen. Mm-mm. I'm going to build it. And then just the last piece will be I'll die and you'll put me in there. <laughs> The, the piece de resistance. <laughs> yeah, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. For my last trick. Yeah, right? <gasps> oh, man. Okay. Yes. And as they say at Sigma Chi, he entered the chapter eternal on November 3rd, 1936. Oh. Isn't that a cool way of the saying it? The chapter eternal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It, things sound cooler when you put the adjective at the end. Yes. Like, eternal chapter doesn't sound yeah. as cool. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, whatever. That sounds like you bought a lifetime membership, now you're stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Chapter eternal. Yeah, like time immemorial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, so they planted him in there, just like he wanted, <laughs> and put the other members of his family in there, including um, a housekeeper who'd been with them for so long. Oh. Um, or at least there was one plan for her, and kind of what happened with that we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh-oh. Uh, but they column. considered her part of the family, which All I right. think is really nice. Yeah. I, I assume it was really nice. I don't know how she felt about it. Yeah, right. Because she's... she didn't make a whole mausoleum. <laughs> she's, you know, she's going, bitch, I got my own family. Maybe I want to yeah. be buried next to them. Yeah, you're not my family. Mm-mm. <sighs> But right. So it's called Afterglow Vista because the sunsets are really beautiful there. And there's one broken pillar that, as you correctly identified, was intentional. Yes. And it represents that we don't get to complete all our work in this life. Yeah. And it also means that where that pillar doesn't continue, where that open space is, on the vernal equinox... The sun shines in right on the tomb of John and his wife. No fucking way. Isn't that cool? It's like oh specifically my God. designed in this very like 
ancient culture, like the light's going to yes. be this on this day, and I'm going to connect this thing. Holy shit. Well, I mean, I just, uh, there's layers of symbolism now, which really excites yeah. me. Because then you're like, you fucking thought about this, dude. Oh, yeah. man. He did. It was really good. I, I love it, because it sounds like it's visually appealing, it's beautiful for his yeah. family but it's also just like a really nice space to be yes it's like it once you have chairs like that and a yes. table and a path it's not like no leave yes. us alone it's like here's where we are and we have this table and we're gonna yes rejoin each other in the afterlife yes. and hang out together yes it's very inviting very um yeah interactive and and you know communal like you said that's cool yeah so, with that in mind, there are some ghost stories attached to it, of course. Yes, please. Because you can't have something cool with dead people in it and no ghost stories. No, you cannot. Yeah, and a lot of it is pretty classic, like, weird lights, blue lights hovering over the chairs, cold yeah. spots, you hear voices. Yeah. Um, but people say that if you sit on the chairs, you feel really uneasy. Like, oh, that's a you're bummer. not where you're supposed to be. You violated Ooh. the sacred space. Like, this is not your chair. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> and if you sit on the table, some people have actually felt hands push them off. Uh, like, yeah. Like, get your ass off the table. Yeah. Were this you is born our family's in a eternal barn? table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Were you born in a barn? <laughs> that's that's the housekeeper coming back. She's pulling a, you know, Cass from To Kill a Mockingbird. And she's like, <laughs> I'm going to whoop you. You get the fuck <laughs> off that table, young lady. Uh, yep. And... I mean, people will say everything. So people have said they see the family seated around the table. Yeah. Or that if you are sitting on the chair, also people say that if it's raining, it won't rain on you. Oh, uh, cool. There was originally supposed to be... So the, the mausoleum itself cost $30,000. And there was supposed to be a bronze dome that was mm-hmm. going to cost another 20000 mm-hmm. But after John died, his son decided not to put it on there. Um, hmm. I wonder if that so, was cost or aesthetic. I think so. He was like, the the company can't afford to do that. Which yeah. I think is, like, that's how you get haunting, is don't follow <laughs> the wishes. And break. What he should have been is like, it represents that we don't get what we want after we die. Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> there's a there's now a place for your spirit to, to uh, rise to immediately and descend into your chair from without an impediment of a pediment. <laughs> Yeah. See, Paul just needed to like Aww. sit down for five minutes with some scratch paper before he sold this. And said he was yeah. just like, "No, nah, it's too expensive." Yeah, just mm-mm. nope. I want that twenty k. I need me a Bentley. <laughs> yes. <sighs> so the the um, governess slash secretary slash housekeeper who worked for the family. Her name was Ada Bean, which is a great nineteen thirties name. Oh yeah. And she died of natural causes, which is so rare in uh, in our stories. <laughs> in our ghost, ghost stories, yeah. Yeah, but uh, she must have died before it was completed because she was cremated and the family was keeping the ashes until they could put them in the mausoleum. Yeah. But in the 50s, so John had this hotel called the Hotel de Harrow, I think, or Harrow. Okay. And um, there, the new Roche Harbor Hotel... So, yeah, Ada Bean lived in her own cottage next to their family home. 
But the Roche Harbor Hotel was built around John McMillan's old hotel. And they say that the second floor of the old hotel is haunted by a woman in a long dress. So people see her or people hear her clothing rustling when nobody else is no there. No way. Yeah, because the problem was, in the 50s, the resort manager was surprised to hear from Paul that the ashes were had not been put in the crypt, which had been finished in the 30s, right? Okay. Or 36 or so. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, I have them in a mason jar in my office. <laughs> what? Rude. Yeah. That is not Paul. what you do, Paul. No. No. Oh, so what man. they did is um, they moved her ashes into a copper urn in the family crypt where she was supposed to be. Better. But apparently this was not what Ada had in mind. And I don't know what she wanted to have happen, if yeah. she was happy hanging out with Paul because he was family or what. But now, according to the manager, she refuses to leave them alone at the hotel. No. Like, she flips lights on and off. She opens and closes doors. She turns on blenders. Um, <laughs> because her former cottage was incorporated into the resort and it became the dining room. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so they'll, like, close up the restaurant, and they look back in, and a candle will have, like, lit back on, or lit Shit. back up. Shit. No, lit back and on. Yep, you're talking like Lit me. back on. Yep. And he'll go back to blow it out, and all the hood fans will turn on. <laughs> 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 like, she loves flipping on and off appliances, yeah. opening doors, yeah. moving furniture. And I guess in the gift shop, an employee watched as several glass shelves, one by one, shattered. Shatter. Oh. Shatter. Shatter. So I don't know what the destructiveness is about. Ada. I like the idea that if she was, like, a more hands-on sort of family servant, maybe she's yeah. like, look at this washing machine. Right? Yes. It's this dishwasher's fantastic. Right? It's So Jason, oh, it <laughs> Jason and I are in hotel of American Horror Story and the housekeeper that loves cleaning linens it makes my heart so happy when they give her modern detergent the ghost <laughs> of this woman from the 20s she gets modern oxyclean and she's so Oh my so god excited. I want to see this now. Oh it's precious and then they give her a stacking washer and dryer and she's like no more ringing. Oh my god no more <laughs> ringing. It just how sad and sweet and oh man we're not good to servants. No, mm. nobody's good to anybody in general, but no. we're especially not good to people that we see as doing jobs that we're too good for. That we're too good for, exactly. Oh, well, yeah, I, I like Ada thinking, you know, like, fuck yeah, I'm going to try this oven hood. Hell yeah, look at all these candles that I don't have to ration. But come on now, don't you go breaking shelves in the gift shop. Not necessary. Yeah. Maybe she was just trying to, like, look at some stuff and she dropped it. Ooh. <laughs> She's just... like, oh, no, oh, no. And she tries to get out and she knocks over another one. <laughs> she's Mr. Bean, not she's, Ada Bean. Yeah, she's, she's like. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> oh, bless. I find it hard to interpret whether the fact that they moved her ashes into an urn instead of being in a mason jar in an office. Yeah. Whether that was like. I'm awake and I'm feeling yeah. destructive yeah. or I'm feeling lively or like, I don't yeah. know how ghost rules work. So I don't know how to interpret all that. Or whether all of a sudden people were like, wait a minute, you had cremated remains in your office this whole time. And all of a sudden everybody's noticing everything happening. Yeah, there you go. Now you're primed to think creepy, ghosty, weird shit. 
when really yeah yeah you just didn't actually snuff that candle yeah versus mice Yeah, versus super fucking old hotel that's been built on and added to and shit creaks and wires are weird. Yep. We have even in our house a place where if you step on the floor, the wall cracks and we're so used to it, but people aren't. And then they come over and visit and they step right there and the wall goes and people are like, what'd I do? Yeah, I didn't (laughs) mean to. (laughs) No, you're fine. I love it. It's like, it's like house reflexology. Yeah, it's a musical house. It's, yeah. You, you, you realigned the chakras of the house. You, you fixed oh, yeah. its subluxation, and it's okay now. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, so that's Afterglow Vista. Oh, man. And I really want to go there, because it sounds yeah. like one of those places where it's really cool, even if you don't see anything spooky or unusual. I mean, it sounds like it, I felt the same way about uh, Greenwood Cemetery there in Spokane. There are levels, you know, where the rich people got buried, but they're just they're just beautiful and they're really peaceful. And especially in the autumn with the leaves changing, creepiness aside, you're just like, this is actually a really nice place to sit. Yeah. I want to go on this forest walk. I want to see this uncompleted, domeless, you know, not dead people house, as you so yeah. called it. Yes. You know, this sounds really cool. I just, I think the symbolism of the chairs and the table is so poignant. Mm-hmm. There's a cemetery here, and I forget what it's called that'll come to me. But it's the same cemetery where, like, E.E. E. Cummings is buried, so it's got some other famous oh. people in it. But I, until until I heard about the table and chairs, which is my new favorite grave, mm-hmm. previously my favorite grave had been here, and it was a child's grave, and it was a marble unmade bed. Oh my gosh. And you just, like, want to weep, because I don't understand how better to symbolize a, a child, you know, than this, like, child-size bed with rumpled covers and a pillow that's fallen to the floor. Oh, that's so vivid. Oh, and my. That's so sad. God, right? Because there was a time when that kid got out of the bed or was taken yeah. out of the bed and never came back. Yep. That was the last time. And then I'm sure the the parents had to look at that and figure yeah. out, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. And Ugh. just the unmade part of it, you know, like this unfinished thing where you think about, you know, three years old, you have so much life you didn't live. And, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, the table and chairs is... Much happier, so I think I'll think about that one as my new favorite. That's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. I do think it fits into a kind of Rockefeller era, yes. rich people ethos that I want to come back, which yes. is your job when you make a lot of money should not be to make like gold-plated toilets and sleep on mink. Your job should be to think about how do I put this back into the world so that everybody can enjoy it. Or like Carnegie. Like I'm going to make a million libraries. I'm going to endow a science foundation. I'm going to make museums and stuff like that. Or all the people who in parks they just have you know a bench that's dedicated to them and you're like oh you know it's just a bench but it's so much better to have a space with a little place to sit it just makes the place nicer Mm -hmm. and you make the world a little better Mm -hmm. yeah rather than just trying to take it with you because you can't because you can't no you're uh, you're extending an invitation to the other humans on this earth saying keep on living here's a place and a way to do that and i love that oh fuck Liz, what's your grave going to be? Do you know? Now that mm. you're going to make a million dollars 
and leave something. I think I, oh, if I were going to make a million dollars, I would give it away while I was alive so that I could see people have fun with it. Yeah. But if I were buried, I would want to be cremated, first of all. I don't want to be buried because I have, like, when somebody I know dies, it's hard for me not to think about their body underground Mm. and, like, I won't go too much into that. Yeah, the process. I don't like that. I, I like to be like, look, you know, this this was my body and I'm not there anymore. And right. this is like, you don't have to hang on to those clothes because I've outgrown them. Right. And so just cremate me, but then bury me like under a tree. And yeah. make it uh, like a really nice tree that people can sit under and maybe put like a bench or mm-hmm. a playhouse or something. I think a playhouse would be nice if morbid, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or a fountain or a fountain. koi pond or something. Okay. That'd be nice. All right. Yeah. I like What'd you all do? that. Um, you know, I was a really big proponent of cremation up until recently when it, um, you know, it pollutes a lot and then it kind of destroys the atom structure. And I want oh, to, okay. so now I want a green burial where, yes. um, yeah, just bury me at the base of a tree with, you know, a sack or like the pine box that's going to deteriorate. No fucking formaldehyde, no fucking whatever. And I will just do what organic material does, but return all those atoms and nutrients and whatever back to the earth. And then I would like maybe a little, it doesn't even have to be my name, but some kind of little marker there. Um, Maybe just the tree is cool, but I really like it when I stumble across um, unexpected markers. You know, Mm -hmm. it uh, gives it a little bit of context. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so I want something, like you said, you know, I don't need, don't need these clothes anymore. I've outgrown them, so mm-hmm. uh, we can get rid of that part. But I still think it would be cool to have something intentionally uh, planted or dedicated. It, I like ceremony. I like ritual. I think it's nice to have like a final sealing thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's nice when you can make it something that's going to go on. And I think especially something that serves another purpose. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, telling people about who you were or giving them some place to sit. Yeah, exactly. I I would not mind being mixed into the concrete of a bench. Or just having a bench made. (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) Or like a picnic table. And just bury me under a picnic table. (laughs) Well, you could do the, you could do the, I don't, I don't remember which order of monks it was, but we could, uh, we could get all your bones and then assemble your bones into a chair. And then (laughs) you could be the bone throne and people can hang out with you that way. And my legacy could be terrifying small children. (laughs) If I'm a bone chair, I want my skull to be uh, the seat where people sit so I can bite people's butts. (laughs) <laughs> I get in them. death as in life <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep i'm not gonna change that much <laughs> oh okay i want to talk about some housekeeping stuff or some i'll talk about some a to bean material some a to bean bring it yeah so one thing is that i'm in some podcasting support groups or communication groups and support group sounds like it's an affliction I think it that is. you're trying to get help with yeah uh, <laughs> but i communicated with somebody who his name is ben and we agreed to swap mentions on each other's shows so ben oh, is cool. a co-host of a show called worst foot forward 
Oh. And it's a bunch of comedians on the other side of the pond. The Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Your pond, not my pond. Ugh, uh, it's not my pond. <laughs> I know what I know what you mean, but when I moved here, I went and introduced myself to the Atlantic and we have an understanding. But <laughs> we have not claimed each other. So well, I don't okay. I don't want the Pacific to think I'm cheating on her. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Well, at any rate, this is a show that they basically celebrate, how do they put it? The losers, heroic failures, and spectacular missteps that pockmark human endeavor. So I've listened to a couple, I think it's super funny, and they taped a little intro to their show or a little ad for their show. And I agreed, I'd put theirs on ours, and then we'll do one for them. Oh, cool. And they'll put it on theirs so our listeners can get introduced to each other. I like this. It's, yeah, I think it should be more of a community feel. You know, I like that we can plug places that we've been and be like, you totally have to try this restaurant or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, without not being advertising in terms of getting money, just being like, I want to share shit that I think is cool with you. Right. Yeah, awesome. Okay, well, I'm excited to listen to this little plug. Hello, Ouija Broads listeners. I'm Barry McStay. And I'm Ben Vanderveld. And we'd love you to listen to Worst Foot Forward, our podcast all about failure. Each week, we are joined by a guest to discuss the world's worst something. From superhero to astronaut, baker to professional wrestler, we dive into humankind's darkest depths in search of the absolute pits. We've got all sorts of tales we reckon you'll love, including episodes about terrible horror movies, serial killers, mythical creatures, and aliens. On Worst Foot Forward, we've learned why rocks aren't really hard, why lacrosse can cause military catastrophes, and what cheese pairs best with seagull wine. While also uncovering hordes of rampaging mink, brothels shaped like vaginas, and why Pac-Man is the sexiest bunch of pixels you've ever set eyes on. Subscribe to Worst Foot Forward on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow us on Twitter, at Worst Foot, and join us for some fun-filled zero worship. So that is the story of Afterglow Vista and the Macmillan Mausoleum. Oh my gosh. Let's go. It's so, oh man, it's on our road trip list now. (laughs) It sounds really cool. Yeah, it does. Oh, wow. I'll put up some pictures in our show notes and link to our sources. This is another one I like to acknowledge when other shows have done topics first, even though Mm -hmm. there are territory and everybody should keep their hands off. (laughs) Right, back off. But Laura did a good episode on this as well. And Laura is very different. Like, it's just a narrative one-person podcast. But I'll link to theirs because it's also an interesting one. That's cool. Uh, But if you want to hear more of our stuff, Mm -hmm. they can come to WeJabroads.com. They can go to WeJabroads.Podbean.com. They can join us on iTunes. If Mm -hmm. you subscribe, actually, that's what helps get us into higher echelons. And hopefully my... My goal on my vision board yes. is getting us into the top 200 on spirituality, because oh. that's where I put us, because, like, lifestyle is so full that I was like, let's go to spirituality <laughs> and see where see where we go. Lifestyle's uh, good, but, you know, we're right there yeah. next to, like, how to decorate with gourds. Yeah. So, but, yeah, so subscribe to Please. us and the gourd thing, because it sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you're if you're listening to this just by going to Podbean and clicking play, that's great because it yeah. gets our, our downloads up. But go on your little phone if you have a little phone and open your little podcast app, whatever it may be, whether mm-hmm. it's Podcatcher or the native 
like Apple podcast thing yeah. and subscribe because that helps us a lot. And of course, reviews. And you have to go give us more happy reviews because we got one that was two stars and it hurt my feeling. <laughs> mm. <laughs> hurt my feelings and... too. Yeah, and we're on Facebook. We're always doing fun stuff there. We're on Twitter. We are on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And we are on that tip of advising you to live weird. Die weird. And stay weird. Thank you, friends. Thank you.